Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Armor Report, our week in review. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. This is a show about quantum mental investing in the stock market. Quantum mental investing, it means the combination of quantitative execution with a fundamental foundation of information. We bring those two things together, and that's the information I share with you every time I come on this channel. Thanks for joining me. We're going to try something a little different today in the week in review. We are going to go over the charts of these following issues. We're going to talk about our algorithms on the Magnificent Seven Indexes, the ones that drive all of our risk decisions. We're going to start there. This is about risk management. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to drop down and we're going to share some thoughts on the biggest move we've had this week in the portfolio, and that's precious metals. We're expanding that exposure. We're adding a small cap silver stock. I'm going to share some thoughts with you about that. Then what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our hedge. Now, gold and silver are a hedge, but our treasury hedge has been unbelievable for us, and it continues to perform. That's treasuries, U.S. treasuries, long-dated bonds. TLT is the symbol I'm going to share with you what our thoughts are going forward on that position. Um, A lot of you guys have been asking me for the cannabis couch. When will be the return of the cannabis couch? I'm happy to tell you it's today. We're going to talk about the cannabis couch today. All right. I'm going to share some thoughts with you of, of what we think on our desk about the Canadian stocks and how they're performing and where we keep focusing our capital. And then I'm going to wrap it up with some um, thoughts about the coronavirus and Gilead, this Gilead sciences position that we keep um, uh, stressing on this channel. So got a lot to get to. Let's try to move through it one thing at a time. Um, Ground rules. This is a live trading desk. I'm sharing information about my own portfolio and assets that I manage through our interactive brokers relationship. This is also information that I'm providing to Armor Insiders. So it's armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Go check it out. You can get a more of a deep dive on these issues on the armorreport.com. You can subscribe right down below. Don't forget, if you like this conversation, give me a thumbs up. It helps me. Now, um, I'm not telling you what stocks to buy on this show. I couldn't possibly do that since I don't know you, Okay. Um, As an Armour Insider, you have one-on-one access to me. We can chat, and then maybe I can help you understand how best to manage your own portfolio. I'm happy to do that. But for the sake of this conversation on YouTube, I'm never telling you what stocks to buy. I'm just sharing with you what I'm doing in my own portfolio. I'm trying to put you on my shoulders and hope you can reach higher. That's the purpose of this show. Um, Okay, let's get into it. I want to look first at the indexes. Where are we in um, this cycle? So I'm going to move some things around. 
You guys, if you have any questions during the show, just go ahead and write it there in the comments section. I'll try to get to it before the end. All right, so let's take a look first. Um, let's try to make this quick. I know you want to get to these other issues, but I like to begin every show with a discussion of risk management. So take a look at the chart of the S&P. Whoops, that's not the S&P. There, okay? So this teal line up here at the top of that I just put these um, white squares on, that is the two and a half standard deviation line above the 200 day moving average, which is the faint line right here that my hand is over. Okay, this black line here is the exponential 200 day moving average. I use both in my trading. The issue I see right now, and I've been talking about for a while, is that when you're two and a half standard deviations above that moving average, you can have quick dislocations where the market sells off fast and furious. It's why I've been recommending to every Armor Insider and to you guys watching this channel to hedge the portfolio by owning Treasuries, TLT, or by owning any various combination of precious metals. All right, so what disturbs me a bit about this at the moment is that um, typically when you have a, um, an envelope like this and you're riding up that line, this particular run up in the S&P has not been able to get back to the line. And that's usually the first sign of weakness in a trend. If you can't touch that line you've been trending higher on, which is that two and a half standard deviation line, it suggests that the most recent rally up was weaker than other rallies during this you know, most recent run from the October lows. So that's the first sign of weakness that troubles me. Now, QQQ, real quick. No problems, right? The Qs keep on riding that line. But the Dow, same problem as the S&P. Okay? And, of course, the real issue here, and I'm just going to share this picture with you now. I'm not going to go over all the indexes. They all look various, you know, a little bit like these. These are the ones I want to talk about right now. So what I'm saying then, just to be clear, the big indexes, the Dow and the S&P are showing a negative divergence on this last run. The last run was not strong enough to get back to that 2.5 standard deviation line. No problem for the NASDAQ yet, but for the other indexes, it's an issue. And now here's the biggest problem I've got. Take a look at this chart. Okay. I posted this on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I suggest you do so you can keep up to date on, on these issues uh, in between our, um, our videos. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, or you can follow me on stock twits, and, and that's at Armour Report, A-R-M-R -R Report, okay? So what I'm saying here, this is an old school technical analysis called ABCD for danger. ABCD for danger. It's a very simple rule that's worked real well for me over 35 years uh, uh, managing capital. Okay. A is that high where the A is written in price. B is the corresponding relative strength line. C is an attempted new high or even a new high. And D is a relative strength line clearly in a downtrend, not making new highs, not even coming close to the B. Okay. I circled those. I put those in red squares. We call that ABCD for danger. Okay. It's telling you from a relative strength standpoint, small caps are woefully underperforming. That's 
typically the canary in the coal mine when the market starts to sell off. Institutions just don't support small caps like they do the NASDAQ 100. And so that's the first sign of problems. Now, look, I'm the first one to admit that I've talked to you about these problems over the last month or so, and it hasn't stopped the market from going to new highs. So I'm just highlighting today that the problem continues to be there. And now we're starting to see the S&P and the Dow underperform on the last run. So what do we do with this? What I've been saying for the last couple of weeks is use hedges in the portfolio to help cushion any blow if the stock market decides to really revert back to the mean. It will revert back to the mean at some point. I know all you guys out there telling me, Brett, too much QE. You're probably right. right? That's what stops these markets from going down. The more coronavirus problems we hear, the bigger the liquidity injection in China. And so markets rip higher. What do we see happen? It's very typical on Fridays that the market sells off in the last few weeks out of fear of what's going to come out over the weekend in China. And the markets are up big Monday morning because what comes out of China is that they're throwing more liquidity at the problem. That's going to work until it doesn't, guys. I don't know when it's not going to work, but I can tell you this. Why wouldn't you have a hedge in the portfolio that goes up with the market? It's what I've been saying for weeks now. On our trading desk and in Armor portfolios, Armor Insiders, you guys know this. You can just log right on to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com, and look at the portfolios. You could see we have a 4X position on TLT. In other words, whatever your position size is, I'm not telling you what position size you should have. I don't know you. I don't know your portfolio. So I just say 4X because that's what it is in my portfolio. Whatever my average stock position is, I have four times as much capital committed to treasuries, long treasuries, TLT. And why wouldn't I? I'm making money on the hedge as the market goes up. And then on days like today, when the market you know, drops 1%, NASDAQ 100 is down one and a quarter, TLT is up 1%. So my hedge goes up on days when the market's going down, and my hedge is going up on days when the market's going up. So it's a win-win, just a way for me to protect in case something horrific happens overnight and the markets are down 500 points. On that day, TLT will be up a couple percent at the open. The other way to do it is gold and silver. So let's get to that. But let me just share with you this chart real quick. Okay. TLT. All right. So Armor Insiders, you guys already know this, but let me share the information with our um, YouTube friends. Okay. We're in this position right in here, right? Below 140, actually. So let's bring it down here. Okay. Right in here, we took a position on TLT. So as you can see, TLT is going up as the market goes up. Pays us a yield of two and a half percent. All right, I'm looking for a move up to the top of this envelope, which is two and a half standard deviations above the 200-day moving average. And actually, if I were to adjust this, you'll notice that the three standard deviation line is actually the best on TLT. So when we get up to that three standard deviation line, you know, then I'll, I'll decide what I want to do with my position. If I 
pair it back, if I write calls on it to increase my yield over, uh, over the rest of the year, I could easily write calls on that position, hold the position, write calls, collect more income. I might do that. Depends on what's going on. Okay. So now let's swap over to um, precious metals, right? We've been talking about this a lot. You've got to look at the chart. For those of you who are new, right, this was the beginning. This was the first wave back here, you know, last year in May and June, early June, okay? That was the first wave up, the pullback, and then we all armor, you know, uh, uh, portfolios, we were getting long GDX right in here when gold was doing this. Right now, gold is like skyrocketing. I'm going to tell you what we're doing today in a second. I'm just giving you a little um, look at the charts here, right? So GDX right in here. Even just recently, we've been telling you beginning of February, right? And then we shifted our GDX capital into the two biggest names in GDX, right in front of earnings. Right? And so that's a perfect example of alpha, guys. Could I own the ETF? Sure. Sure, there's nothing wrong with owning the ETF. But when you do fundamental research and you gather information that tells you this company is going to have a good earnings announcement, it's alpha. You shift to that idea. So we booked a profit in GDX, moved into GOLD, blew out the number, right? We also moved into this stock. Okay, blew out the number as expected. All right, so the two biggest guys in the ETF had huge earnings announcements. It's no surprise that the whole group is up. So what are we doing from here? Um, we are adding an allocation to silver now. We're adding an allocation to silver. Silver above 1850 will be an important confirmation of the gold move higher. I don't know if it's going to happen today. It may. I don't know. But when it happens, if silver can close the week above 1850, you'll have the confirmation of the gold breakout, which should accelerate this move higher. There's different ways to play it. Let's take a look at silver real quick. Okay, so there's the silver pattern. This is a clear reverse head and shoulders. Here's the breakout today. Really, the entry point was the last couple of days. It's breaking out today. We'll see. It's got to go higher. And by the way, this says 1724. So when I say 1850, I'm not talking about SLV. I'm talking about um, the actual silver contracts because this, I think, maybe maybe 1750 is the, the the corresponding number. I have to look that up for you guys. Okay, that's one way to play it. Now, PSLV is one of my favorite ways to play this because it's the Sprott Physical Silver Trust. It's actually trading in a discount. I like this asset because it literally is backed up by real silver bars. If you wanted to, you could turn in the shares and have the bars delivered to your house. So uh, I just, if you're a long-term owner and you believe there's going to be a major short squeeze and you want to make sure you have access, you know, um, 
to your um, your silver, this is a good way to play it. I mean, some guys, some precious metal guys are crazy about that. Right? They're really concerned that there's this massive short position in gold and silver, which is true, like enormous. When that short starts to cover, um, you want to make sure you have access to your gold and silver bars. And so one way to do it is to own a trust like this that actually has real uh, metal behind the trust. If you wanted to get an idea of what happens to a metal when it gets a short squeeze on it, let's just round up this uh, thought process here. This is palladium. Palladium has gone ballistic. Now, it's the same type of a story as silver and gold palladium but not nearly the government control over it, not nearly the amount of short selling from major investment banks. So when it got away from those guys, it's a much smaller market. And the short squeeze started, you can see what happened. So theoretically, when the short squeeze occurs in metals, it gets exciting. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. Here's what I know. The Armour Report is about risk management. If I have an allocation to these stocks in my portfolio, it helps manage the risk of all my equities. And that's why I'm doing it. If it goes into the stratosphere, if it turns into a palladium, great, we have a huge year. If it just hedges my risk and allows me to sleep at night, that's what I'm looking for. And if I can make money on my hedges as the market goes up, it's a win-win. All right, let's get to the cannabis couch. I know you've all been waiting for it. Let's look at some charts first, okay? I, I tweeted out yesterday that, that, you know, Canopy Growth and Kronos are starting to look interesting to me. They had a nice morning, and then, of course, they gave it all away by the close, which happens a lot these, with these assets. But that's a base. They're not making new lows. They're basing. So you have good opens. Then it gives up some at the end of the day. Then maybe you're down this morning. Maybe you close a little bit higher at the end of the day. And you look back since November, and we've got a base on our hands. So take a look. That's MJ. MJ is relatively in this trading range back through November. I've said to you guys recently, I've abandoned my philosophy that I want to own MJ as my asset. Okay? I think like gold and silver, I could own GDX but I identified GOLD, you know, Barrick Gold and Newmont Mining as my stocks of choice, and they're wildly outperforming MJ, um, GDX. I think the same case is going to happen here with MJ. You're going to have the haves and the have-nots in the Canadian cannabis market. The haves are going to be the guys that have a lot of cash and can make it through the next six months as the industry tries to right itself. The have-nots are the guys that are going to have to either – some are going to go bankrupt, but probably what a lot of them will do is um, you know, dilute shareholders, convertible debt deals, straight equity deals, whatever. And so I want to avoid that. And if I own MJ, I get all of that. So I'm going to focus when I do start – adding cannabis names in Canada to my portfolio. When I tell all of my armor insiders, guys, go look at the armor portfolios. I've added cannabis. It's going to be my favorite names where there's a lot of cash. All right. As an example, you can obviously take a look at canopy growth. That's no surprise. We all know the cash they got on the balance sheet. 
Okay. So as you can see, it's already outperforming MJ. See, it's already higher. And I find it really interesting that it gapped up on earnings and has not given back that gap. It's holding the 50-day moving average. That's what makes it interesting to me. When I say it's starting to get interesting, that's what looks interesting to me. Next week, Kronos is going to announce earnings. A little less interesting there. But let me tell you what I'm looking for on that call. Okay, let me tell you about Kronos. We listened to Canopy's call last week, and what we discovered is they've got massive amounts of inventory. Inventory is still rising. The whole industry's got an inventory problem. Kronos, on their last conference call, and what they've said for a while now, is they're in, they're, they're, um, um, cannabis agnostic. They don't care if, if the prices are better in the wholesale market. They'll go buy product and convert it into um, products that are higher up on the margin chain. So the way they're like asset light, they're growth, they're grow light. I mean, what we should see on the conference call for them is that they don't have a big, uh, um, inventory problem. If they do, that's going to really turn me off to the stock because they've been telling me that that's not how they're running their business. So what I want to hear them say is we don't have an inventory problem, and we're taking advantage of reduced pricing. They might be the company that actually does well as prices implode because they pick it up for cheap, convert it into a, um, um, an end product that's more valuable and sell it with higher, higher margins. Okay? So I'm really interested to listen to that call, see what they have to say. I'm not stepping in front of it. Okay? I want to hear what they have to say. So... Um, there's some improvement. I like the consolidation that's going on in the space. I'm watching Canopy Growth closely because that's the first place institutions are going to go, right? So information makes money. Institutions make markets. So the institutions are going to show us if they're going to start believing in Canopy Growth again. If they do there, it'll start trickling down to the other names. So that's the one to really pay attention to. I'm going to wrap up this segment and this thought with – this picture. Okay. Guys, that's actually, I, I said 37%. It's more than 40%. We're up 40% since we added this as the number one pot stock to own at the start of 2020. That is called alpha, my friends. That's the combination of quantitative execution with a fundamental foundation. And we're picking up a 5% dividend yield. And we should see that dividend go up this year. So those of you who have been asking me, what do I think about cannabis? Let's get to the cannabis couch. I'm going to say it again. I'm focusing right now my attention and my energy on U.S.-based companies that trade on U.S. exchanges. This is the primary position in our portfolio. And we really have avoided almost everything else this year. But there's a couple other names out there. Armor Insiders, log in, take a look at the Armor portfolios if you haven't already, and you know what stocks I'm talking about. Oh, I also mentioned that I was going to share with you guys a small cap silver stock that we're buying. I know on YouTube, please forgive me, guys. I don't 
I don't share the information about small and mid cap stocks on this channel. I, I have no interest in using this channel to push stocks that I own personally. Okay. So when I talk about Gilead, I mean, it's a huge stock. It trades a lot of volume. We're not going to, we're not going to push it. Right. When I talk about Newmont mine or, you know, or, or Barrick gold, these things trade tons and tons of volume every day. So you and I having a conversation isn't going to change really the price of that stock, but I have added to the armor portfolios right now, a small cap silver play. So armor insiders go log on and you'll see what stock I'm talking about. Log on to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Go click on the armor portfolio and you'll see what I've added this week. And you'll see what we added this morning. Armor insider you have the right to call me and talk to me. So if you want to understand why we're adding that position and discuss whether it's appropriate for your account, I'd be more than happy to do that. Just pick up the phone, give me a call. Okay. Um, so that kind of wraps it up for Canvas, guys. I'd, I'd love to be more excited. I'd love to share more ideas with you and tell you I'm you know, jumping on all these stocks, but I'm just not yet, right? One of the things we're doing is we're waiting for our algorithms to tell us it's time to put money in Canadian cannabis. And we just don't have that yet. A couple questions. Yes. Uh, glad to say, um, Yeah. Um, yo, yo, okay. YOLO, YOLO and MJ, um, they, they both own different things. So YOLO could be interesting. Um, but again, I would say I'm choosing individual stocks at this point, not the ETFs. Um, you don't like the tobacco and MJ. That's true, although it pays a dividend, right? So you collect a dividend in, uh, in MJ. Okay, mention of uh, uh, Innovative Properties um, earnings announcement next week. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it could go higher on that news. It might sell off on the news, to be honest with you. Stock's up 40% in less than two months. So it's maybe already priced in a lot of that. Don't be surprised if the stock sells off. Don't let it upset you. That's just you know, totally possible. Hey, Paul, thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap up, guys, with a discussion of the coronavirus, COVD-19. I just want to make sure you all understand my position here. Because I tweet a lot about it, and I, I on stock tweets, I'm always, you know, um, uh, tweeting about GILD. Let's look at the chart real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, Wow, that's a nice run. Woo! We're getting a move today, boys. Holy smokes. I hadn't been, I've been talking to you. I didn't realize it popped like that. Okay. Look, um, look at the chart again. First of all, we originally put this position in the portfolio because what we're looking at is a classic armor report playbook rule number two. Big sell-off turnaround. This is a sell-off turnaround story. We've done this over and over again on the Armour Report. I showed you AbbVie. This was last year. Okay. Big sell-off. We can see that right here. I don't have to go over this with you too much, but there's the downtrend. Here was the turnaround story. Armor Report was buying it right in here. We told you we added it to portfolios under 70. Okay, right in here. 
Thanks for that. Okay, so we bought it right in here. We've had a 6.8% yield. The stock has skyrocketed. How about AT&T? Same suggestion, same situation, same addition to armor portfolios. Okay, and we were buying the stock right in here. Okay, armor portfolios getting long. Right in here. You say to me, how could you possibly time it like that? Look, guys, this is all about an algorithmic execution system. So we put on our whiteboard a list of our favorite sell-off turnaround stories, and we let the algos tell us when to put risk out. And guess what? They don't all look like that. Sometimes we put risk out, we get stopped out, we have to start over again. That's okay. This is not about being right 100% of the time. It's being right six out of 10 times, cutting your losses quick and staying with your successes. And the algo helps us keep our losses small. The point of the execution is put the position on, know where you're stopping, it's beautiful. And then when it starts to run, stay with it and collect the yield. This is 6.5% yield we're collecting in at t It's beautiful. Stock's gone through the roof, right? So what are we doing right now? Why is this on our list? Gilead's on the list. It's a 4% dividend yield. You could see the same type of downtrend, okay? The management team has increased the dividend on the last earnings announcement. They've increased the stock buyback, a couple billion dollars. They have a turnaround plan in place. We have the algo entry point right here. And so we add it to the, oops, we add it to the armor report portfolios, right, right in here, okay? And now we've got the kicker of the possibility that they have a cure for COVID-19. In my opinion, any price on the stock below $70 a share means that the street is not pricing in any success on that drug. Just look at the chart again. It's been trading between 70 and, you know, what, 61, 62, going back to October of 2019. Right? Right back in here. 2018, sorry, 2018, my mistake. 2018, it's been trading in this range. So for us to say, oh, the stock is uh, up and it's pricing in success, it's not doing any pricing in any kind of success on COVID-19. But the World Health Organization came out yesterday and said the results of their phase three trials, the preliminary results, will be out in the next three weeks. I submit to you that if the results are going to be good, this stock is going to start going up before the news comes out. I, don't, I think it's impossible to keep a lid on the fact that people are being cured in Wuhan, which is where they have one trial going, in Japan, where they have another trial going. It's going to be very hard to keep investors away from that information. Today might be the first step there. I don't know. So, look... If it comes out in the next three weeks that the results are terrible or not statistically significant, the stock trades right back down to 63. I don't argue with you at all. There's a risk there. Absolutely. I'm collecting a 4% yield. They're doing a couple billion dollars of stock buyback. 
there's going to be volatility. But if I get lucky and they've got a viral cure for a disease that's killing people that they can then probably use for other diseases. I mean, what's really unique here for them is it usually takes a lot of money and 12 months or more to, to create a phase three trial and get results on a drug you have. If you could do it in two months, the value to the corporation on many different levels, I don't think is expressed in the stock yet. Right now, here's the, you know, here, here's the, the classic, you know, guys, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. It may be inappropriate for your account. I'm telling you what I'm doing in my own portfolio. I'm telling you why. I'm telling you there's risks out there. But I'm focusing on this position. And we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. And I submit to you that if this thing starts to rise over the next three weeks, it's because there's probably a good piece of news coming. But of course, the more it rises in front of the mood, the move of the news, the more dangerous it gets. You know, I'm not buying the stock today, right? I own the stock cheaper. It's in armor portfolios at 63 and change. So this is just gravy for me. And I guess that's really what I wanted to, to share with you guys. I didn't want you to get carried away and go chasing it. But if you've got it in the portfolio, if you're an armor insider and you own it, or if you've been watching this channel, because you guys know I've been talking about it, then, you know, don't let greed get in the way here. Just understand what it is. If you're in there, when we started adding it to portfolios, 63 and change, 64, even 65, great. This is just gravy. We'll see what happens. I hope you guys have a really great weekend. Don't forget, whoops, give me the old thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. You could be an Armor Insider right now if you just click on that link there and subscribe. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Have a great weekend. Um, Armor Insiders, I'll be putting together a weekend review for you um, probably tomorrow, and I'll shoot it out before the end of the weekend. All right? You guys take care. Thanks for being here. And always remember rule number 76. No excuses. Play like a champion.